0: Hi, welcome to Counting the Beat. I'm your host Chris Walker, bringing you all New Zealand music, all on vinyl, here on Waiheke Radio. On this month's show, I'm giving you a roundup of some of my favourite releases of 2016. Plus, I have a special feature, an interview with Chris Orange of the Features on the the uh, on the what's that? what on the on the what the occasion? That's the word I'm looking for. On the occasion of the release of their album X Features, a compilation of their recordings from the early 80s, so we'll be catching up with that. Before we get underway with my favorite releases of 2016 on vinyl, I'm just gonna start off with a tribute to a great New Zealand musician who recently passed away Ray Columbus uh, and he is one of those people who I think got a bad rep in the 80s with the show That's Country but before that in the 60s he was a real groundbreaker putting out some stonking R&B and then going on and being a real ambassador and leader in the New Zealand music scene. From Ray Columbus also uh, with The Invaders one of the I think one of the first bands if not the first band to put out an all original album. Uh, so from that, from original numbers, here's Ray Columbus and the Invaders.
1: She long, on skinny like a face guitar. Oh, my baby. She's not short and fat like some of them are. Oh, my baby. She's cool. Stop!
0: Columbus and the Invaders Oh My Baby from original numbers released on Zodiac Records back in the 1960s. Uh, The rest of the show I'm going to be, as I say, featuring this interview with Chris Orange of The Features, plus taking a look through some of my favourite vinyl releases by New Zealand artists in 2016. Uh, What I do is at the start of the year I start up a Google Doc, and then as the records roll in I think, wow, that one hits me, I I think that's going to make my list, I add it onto this list, so that when I get to the end of the year and I'm looking back, I'm not just looking at the most recent releases, but thinking about things that might have come out right at the start of January. And uh, so I, I pulled that document down today and had a look at it, and it was, I, I couldn't boil it down. So you're not getting like a definitive top 10 or anything like that. I think there have been more. Uh, New Zealand vinyl releases this year than any year probably since the 1980s. Uh, an increasing number of vinyl releases and some really great ones. So this is just kind of a, a bit of a, a random stroll through some of what I consider to be the best New Zealand music on vinyl in 2016. So um, and we'll go all over the place in terms of genre and and kinds of music. Starting it off with Avoid Avoid out on the Flying Nun label. This is the title track from their debut album, and it's a cracker. Street Chant with Pedestrian Support League from Haora, their second album which was a long, long time coming, I think it was six years between the first and the second albums and uh, yeah it was worth the wait, great record but unfortunately they went on to split up after that so Pedestrian, uh, sorry, Street Chant are no more. Although Emily, uh, Emily Littler is now recording as Emily Adrosa and has got a new band and has put out, she's had a, a 12 inch out and they're working on new material, which is great news. Uh, that was also on Flying Nun, so um, yeah, it's not a Flying Nun special but there are a few that will pop up from time to time. So what I'm going to do now is going to play an interview that I recorded recently with Chris Orange, bass player for the features, he... Um, yeah, he, he came into the studio had a chat about the release of x features was a compilation of their material uh, this was recorded just before their release gig so uh yeah so that he does mention that i think towards the end but anyway here's chris orange with uh me talking about the features you radio, radio. I'm joined by Chris Orange, bass player extraordinaire. How are you Chris? G'day Chris, how are you going? Good. Uh, here on the occasion of the release of a, a group of songs which are now what 36 years old, Chris? <laughs> 36
2: years old. Yeah, know Yeah, historical S- artifacts. No, um yeah, 36 years old. So they're the um they're the songs we recorded um in uh, back then, 80 one, I think it was, um, and um, and didn't release the entire collection of songs. So we had four tracks released on
0: an EP. So the songs we're talking about, everyone, is this the band? Um, <coughs> feature was it the Features or Features? The Features, yeah. The Features, mm. and the the songs have been uh, the the releases from the singles and and the unreleased tracks have been compiled by Flying Nun and put out on an album X Features, which uh, just out. Last week.
2: That's right. Yeah, Jed Town um, has really uh, been instrumental in putting it all together, and uh, mastering it, remixing it, and um, and interest, getting Flying Nun interested in in re-releasing or releasing it because it was never released on Flying Nun initially. Um, Simon and Greg had it out on Propeller Records and um, the singles and uh, EP, and then uh, uh, the four songs were on AK seventy nine compilation. I guess most people would have. Would know but if you know about the songs, if you heard them, you'd have heard them on the AK
0: 79. Yeah, well, let's go back to that. I mean, that, that AK 79 <coughs> compilation mm-hmm. is kind of an iconic New Zealand record collecting, you know, the, that. That burst uh, of of punk rock in the late seventies there. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. John, and then John then Baker re-released it. Yeah, it's uh, been re-released a couple of times, hasn't it? So there was the original release, I think yeah. in ninety three, Flying Nun put it out on CD with an extended track list, and then two thousand and eight, John Baker reissued it again with even more tracks. More tracks, so, yeah. But even back on that original uh, r- that original album, mm. you, you feature on there a couple of times, don't you? Oh, well, the Tearaways, yeah. Yeah, had two songs. Yeah. You know never been to Boston and short-haired rock and roll. So th- tell us a little bit about that, that whole that whole scene. I mean what what was going on for you and you know how did you discover punk rock? Uh, discover. Um, I discovered punk
2: rock in London uh, when I was there with my family when I was um, eight, 17, 18 and um, I had my first job in London and it was a rubbish job clerk, uh, just a clerk, office clerk. But I'd go out every night, and, or every other night, and hear a new band. Because London in 79 was really happening. There was a new band forming every weekend you know, at a local pub. And, uh, yeah, a lot of new music. So the punk thing was a real um, youth culture thing. Uh, Renaissance, I guess, you know, kids doing it themselves. You, you just get up and play, make a band, do it, entertain yourselves, because Everything else was so expensive, and no one had any money. So, and then you came to came back to New
0: Zealand. Yeah, or? yeah.
2: Well, I, you know, I mean, I you know I heard the Clash and the Ramones and, and uh, the Jam and all the bands in London, and came back. Uh, so I went over as a sort of a heavy metal uh, guitarist, <laughs> uh, and came back. Um, yeah, really interested in punk. And then of course you know people like um, Doctor Rock was playing um, the Sex Pistols and the Clash all through the time that I I was in London I I didn't realise and that a lot of people were listening to and playing in Auckland and uh, my old mates, um, uh, the Hunters, John Hunter, Wayne Hunter, had formed a band and were playing every Friday night at Zwines.
0: So you must have been the font of all knowledge, having actually witnessed it all first hand. Oh, well, yeah, maybe they thought that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they probably thought that.
2: (laughs) Um, but they had me on bass. I was a guitarist. They didn't need another guitarist. They had Dean and John, and uh, Pete on guitar, and um, so I learned uh, thirty songs uh, in one week for to play Friday, Friday night. And I learned it all on the E string. I think it was all one finger stuff on the E string. Because There's only three chord songs usually anyway. So yeah. they played it really fast. I mean, the Terraways were. Um, I think their mission was to was to do cla- you know classic new classic rock. Create new classic rock uh, versions of 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 Motown songs and, and and great great songs, you know. Do their own version. So like she, well we do we covered she's a mod, the Ray Columbus uh, hit, and uh, I think we did it quite well. And it's quite a
0: good rock version, you know. And then those, those songs that were, that were pulled together uh, for, for AK-79, yep. I mean, was that quite a short-lived scene? Did it, did it kind of flare up quickly and then die away? And, and then that was kind of the final kind of document of it? Or, or did it have some real robustness in life? Um,
2: yeah, I, I, I never think of um, all that time as being on record or being, being recorded music, really, because nothing was ever played on the radio at the time. You know, it was always, well, I guess someone was playing it, but late at night on some bfm or something but um so you know I, you know with this record too with the features album coming out um, it's a bit of an anomaly for me because I, I always think of these songs as live events live moments in time you know where were it's about playing live music and um, and listening to the recordings I think oh, that's pretty cool because they're um, they're well recorded and Jed's guitar sounds awesome and everything but you know nothing like live. You know. yeah. The experience of playing live is well, well, what I've been interested in for years, and and what I've been pursuing in uh, my work at Mainz and that. Now I work a lot with bands.
0: Well, let's let's take a listen to something from the album, and then we'll come back and yeah. talk about about oh, the features. City and yeah, this is City Scenes. And do you, before we play, do you, do you remember anything about the the song and how it came together and the, the recording of it? Uh, I think Jed
2: taught me most of the bass lines. That was what he used to do. <laughs> he just showed me the bass. because he's an awesome bass player himself. And he wrote all. He wrote most of the music. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, let's take a listen. This mm-hmm. is City Scenes.
3: That's
2: sounding great, Chris. City scenes, yeah, city scenes. Um, sounding good. The bass sounding good, I must admit. Yeah, um, and just James's drumming is just uh, awesome. Um, it's uh, so on on that onto that beat and um, and holding it down, but so so fast. A lot of the, the tempos we played were very fast. Um, in fact, um, rehearsing the features in the, uh, the last couple of years with Jed, um, looking for a drummer because James doesn't play with us anymore. Um, it's been a bit of a mission finding uh, someone who can play those tempos um, I've been through quite a few of my drummer friends <laughs> I have to warn them in advance So we're going to have this jam with Jed and we're looking
0: for a drummer But uh, don't worry if it doesn't work out because Jed's very particular yeah. So the, the, the original recordings of those. So you, you put out as you say a couple of singles and EP Were they yep. recorded like you went in and you did your two songs for your single Or did you do a whole bunch of stuff at once And then the releases came out over a period of time um, and if
2: my memory is correct, we, we, we did a couple of sessions really. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and recorded them all. So they're pretty much live to, to, uh, to tape. Um, I don't think we did many overdubs On that. I mean, Jed might have done a few since then. Um, but, uh, you know, and there was always a, a conflict between, you know, the singers and the band. I mean, Jed would write the songs, a lot of the songs, the music, teach me the bass lines and then carl would would come over the top and either grab the lyrics off him and sing it himself uh or, or um in his own you know inimitable style sort of sarcastic um way of singing uh you know uh which I don't think necessarily you know jed um loved but he tolerated it. and there was a bit of a tension there in the band always um between our our front 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 line you know um and I think Jed, you know, Jed's done a great job on the on the on the mastering of the album. Though there's, um, you know, he's I think some of them are his because they're his songs. He's he's got his vocals up front there. You know, I mean, fortunately, Carl passed away um, last year. It was last year, yeah, at the end of last year, and um, so uh, yeah, which is very sad. Um, he's living in Berlin uh, for many years and uh, very much involved in the, the scene over there. But I caught up with him a few times when he was back. So,
0: yeah. So the um, were those singles well received when they first came out? The singles, um, look, you know, I, I, there was nothing on the
2: radio. wasn't listening to, ra- you know, it's rubbish on the radio, you know, at that time. Um, uh, I don't know. if Barry Jenkins might have played played a few times.
0: Yeah. It was impossible, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I remember, I mean, I was in Dunedin and, you know, early 80s where you had the explosion, a kind of different kind of explosion, you know, that kind of fly nun explosion. And, right. And didn't know about it you know no. I mean, how would you know about it it wasn't on the radio it <laughs> no. wasn't on tv no, we right. were over the hills so we oh, couldn't receive okay. the university yeah. radio station so it was just completely invisible to us yeah and you know he, he, in auckland you had a different kind of music scene going on you know that, that you were yeah. part of and but yeah, again it wasn't, it
2: wasn't held together with the ra- by the radio um, you know information wasn't shared on the radio in the same way as it became more so in the 80s and 90s with radio you know uh, bfm and things um, but, um no, this was more like um, you know you was word of mouth, people you know mates that you hung around with, um, so fr- pretty tribal, I guess. Um, auckland based, you know, we you know, the bands toured, but um, uh, but it was like linking you know linking continents really when you toured. So, so other, other other groups of people who um, who hung out.
0: So, how what was the kind of uh, the evolution of things? You know, you were in the tearaways. Yep. Uh, you went on to the features. I think the, some of the songs aren't they weren't they re- originally done by the 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 primers? The primers, yeah. Um, Police wheels was a
2: Primers song. Um, so how did it, how did all of Carl, those well, things was, come together? Carl was the singer for the primers um, before he came into the features. Um, before the features, Jed and and James had. Uh, a band called um what's it called uh not the Seven Eleven convenience store super it super it's thank you the super it's yes um which i never got to hear um uh, when they lost their bass player they uh, asked me to play for them and i quit the tearaways after about their 13th final gig which was became a debacle and i, I told them i wasn't coming to the coming to the 13th final gig because <laughs> it just kept going on and on and, uh, and things had gotten really bad um, Auckland was a horrible violent city back then um, and the people were coming to our gigs um, as more of a spectacle than to hear the music um, or to dance or anything so there were always fights at our gigs um, I remember going to the one of the last gigs in Parnell, there was a Knox Hall in Parnell we were playing with Toy Love or something um, and uh going up the hill there in a car, and there was a helicopter, I could see the helicopter buzzing around the hall, and everyone who' had gone into the hall had been taken out by the cops and were being you know the details taken down and I thought, oh, this is sort of like the end really there 's no it 's not fun it 's like the police just want to close it down and, and and you know to some extent fair enough, there were people being hurt and it was, it was, it was crazy so the but I mean, it wasn 't just the, you know it wasn 't just the punk the gig, the fighting at the gigs that were a problem the the, the the whole city was was uh, was carved up and you know by the gangs. So the pubs the pubs were pat, you know patched areas. There like there was a black black power pub and a mungro mob pub and headhunter's pub and um, you know you would be a punk in Auckland and Queen Street was but pretty risky. Um, I've been chased by guys with, guys with knives and chains and and swines was was you know a target for a lot of the gangs. Um, You know, uh, um, eleven o'clock closing time. The gangs would come around in their trucks with chains and bottles, looking for a punk to kill. And uh, Zwine's uh, owner Brian would shut us all, (laughs) lock the door, and call the cops. And we'd sort of wait till they went away, then we'd be alright
0: again. Yeah. So it kind of led to the end of the of the scene.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah. And so the features um, were were emerged out of that. You know, that band scene from Zwine's. that had expanded a bit with Simon Gregg's help um, uh, into doing gigs around town and getting a bit of a tour happening and recording, of course. Um, but, um, but as I said, it was the, you know the violence closed it down, and um, the band upped and went to Australia, and and I stayed behind. I, other, Other priorities.
0: Yeah. So you think that the music um, kind of changed? It seems like, you know, you had that that, that enthusiasm and energy that came, you know, when kind of punk hit these shores. And then, kind of, you know, you get to kind of 1980, 1981, Mm. there you've got kind of people maybe exploring a a wider musical palette, you know, people like yourselves, uh, Toy Love, you know, we talked about, you know, the Flying Nun stuff that was happening. Right. Happening, well, both in Auckland and in the South Island. I mean, Mm it was that. Did you feel. Musically, I mean, were you trying deliberately to to explore something more, or was it more of a kind of a continuation? And we're doing something new, and this is just where it's going.
2: Um, I I I really enjoyed playing with with Jed and James and Carl. I mean, they it was um, a whole new kind of music for me. Um, as I said, the Terraways were, were doing a lot of covers um, and going for that sort of classic rock uh, punk uh, sound, but Chad had a vision, um, you know, which was really about the power of, of music, the power of art and expression to, to, to um, you know, as an end on the world, you know, as as a way of finding out about the world and learning about the world. You know, it's just as powerful as, as science. And um, his vision was inspiring. And he's still a very inspirational um, dude. You know, I mean, I have him come and talk to my students um, about music and about creativity and, and being a songwriter and a musician and and I my students find him very inspiring so I'm, I have him in you know a couple of times a year to talk to my students about that um, so that that, that was a, you know a seminal event for me because between Carl's sort of sarc- sarcasm and um, antics on stage and Jed's um, vision of art is something really powerful and and, and um, has having a lot of potential um, uh I you know I kind of learned learned a lot from working with
0: them, and um, uh, yeah. Well, let's let's listen to something else from the album. So, uh, victim. What can you tell us about victim, this track?
2: Victim. Yeah, trait? victims. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's uh, probably the most one of the most enjoyable songs I play with Jed, um, and I guess the bass part's a lot of fun to play. Uh, it's melodic. It's a very melodic piece um, song. And um, Jed's vocals are really, really, um, you know, beautifully um, expressed. Uh, yeah, it's just a great. Um, it's also a great sound, sound piece, really. Okay, let's take a yeah. listen.
0: Dim. So when you recorded yeah. those, Chris, were mm-hmm. they? Um, did you guys record kind of live in the room, or yeah, and no, it was
2: live to live to, I don't think we did any overdubs. I might be wrong, but um, pretty much live. Yeah, we certainly recorded everything at the same time. We didn't uh, leave anything out when we recorded. Um, yeah, just listening back to that, um, Jed's vocals sound very
0: natural, uh, unaffected, and it's got a nice live sound to it, which is cool. So, how does it feel to see all these? No, well, it's, first of all, I mean, the, you know, some of these songs were recorded and haven't been released until now. Mm. Um, I know they've been kicking around. I think you yep. gave me a CDR of them about ten years ago. Some of these, some of um, these things. Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, probably did actually. Yeah. It could have been a live a live concert. Yeah, Wellington, yeah, that's Wellington
0: concert. Okay,
2: is, it's a nice recording. to What's yeah, it's good recording
0: Yeah So, I mean, they've just been kicking around So what's happened? How come they've kind of... It's um, well, all I, I don't out? know
2: the story exactly I think the, the, the tapes were lost and lost and, and re-found again So, yeah, I have to get
0: to the bottom of that story But, um, yeah, crikey And so some was, of the songs were recorded but never came out And is that because mm. the band went off to Australia And, and you didn't and stuff? Or?
2: Yeah, I, um, I'm sorry, I don't really remember the details Um, But I certainly... The, you know, the band went to Australia um, Jed and Carl and James and they worked in Australia for a while went to London and um, had a band called Band of Holy Joy I think it was called um, and lived in London for a while there and performed um, met William Burroughs. hung out with him uh, the band Wire, I think were, some of them were flatting with the band Wire um, Jed got into uh, DJing at uh, one of the big clubs there and uh and i think he swapped his guitar for a uh, one of the early apple uh, laptops Wow. and and um just well mainly to organize um songs but i think also to organize slideshows and uh, and vjing so he had quite a bit of success i think in london and um when he eventually came back to new zealand he was doing he did a he opened for the chemical brothers i think a big day out um and yeah and he's uh, he's been so productive. Uh, the last time we performed, um, well, the, the time before the last, at the King's Arms, he had a retrospective of all his music, and it just um, stunned me how much um, music he's written over the years and how productive he's been. And you've stayed in music yourself, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally, yeah, and I've managed to keep that going, <laughs> um, and, and have a, and still have, a, have had a family, and uh, yep, travelled a bit
0: but you can't have been expecting in 1980 that in 2016 you were going to be getting up and and playing these punk rock tracks still
2: no 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 it's 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 it's, it's astounding isn't it um because um yeah because my music's moved from uh moved away from there um quite rapidly and you know I Um, discovered jazz and um, you know, um, (laughs) Afro-American funky music. In fact, one of the problems I had with the features was their um, uh, inability to play anything very funky. It was pretty much uh, straight ahead on beat stuff, very fast Um, and I think I complained. I I, I was instrumental in writing a few of the more funky songs, (laughs) like um, Mirror and uh, songs like that. But... um, but, you know, I was very keen to get into something a bit more um, contemporary, but more funky and, and syncopated. So in um, Christchurch, I picked up a double bass down there and started learning double bass. And I moved to Wellington in 84 and uh, had uh, some bands in Wellington, bands like Earth Telephone. I think we've talked about them, um, and where I played double bass. And we had a, um, a free jazz sort of uh, band happening there with Earth Telephone. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of exploration of world music, rhythms and things. Um, and I play anything on the double bass that was written for the double bass or that's been played with a double bass. I'm interested in, in the instruments, um, world instruments. Um, and getting back into the electric bass now with, um, with Jed, is, is, it's a real, um, pretty interesting journey. <laughs> um, those tempos, playing, playing downbeat with a pick on a bass string at that tempo can be quite uh, damaging to the to the arms. think <laughs> so. I have to be quite fit um, to do that. Uh, but I, I'm enjoying it immensely. And um, the last gig we did at the King's Arms was 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 awesome.
0: It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, and uh, they've done a lovely job of this reissue as well. They? Mm. I mean, the the cover the cover art works uh, kind of well. It's not really gruesome, but it's. Uh, uh, you're not going to to look at the cover here, which has kind of got what a, a basically a, a, what's like a, a female kind of torso and head with no skin, um, with all the musculature underneath. And I mean, I suppose it c- conveys a sense in a way of some of the sound of the record, doesn't it? And sort of the rawness, yeah, of
4: it,
2: um, yeah. and the sense. Yeah, I mean, it's a shocking image, and um, um, Jed was has been pursuing that. That line for a long time now. He um, his early um, video clips like Flicker would feature um, body parts, things exploding. um, (laughs) um, uh, With uh, Fetus Productions with Sarah, he he a lot of the videos he showed at the time were you know things like operation, you know brain surgery and things like that. Bodies being opened up or uh, what do you call them uh, autopsies and things. So uh, he's uh, it was out to shock. him, you know he dressed in, in a. It's Dracula, vampire. Um, uh, he's a performer. He's um, interested in um, creating, you know, music that moves, moves you, and and uh, uh, feeling, you know, wants you to feel something. Um, you know, in in a, in an age that we're, where we're kind of pretty dismissive about things for lots of different reasons, <laughs> some good, some bad. But um, you know, Jed's an amazing artist and musician, and it's through his music that he's able to. Um, you know reach people and and, and give us something to um, inspire us
0: well thanks very much for coming in Chris yeah, no, really appreciate you, it Chris for having me yeah and we're going to play uh, we'll play one more track and we'll go for one of the, the one you mentioned there um, yeah Mirror. Just, just to remember yeah
2: uh, we're having a um, yeah we're having an album release party next Friday at the Thirsty Dog um, you're welcome to come along so it's um, I think we're opening 7 30 the Thirsty Dog in K Road uh, next Friday the 9th of December And we'll play a short set, so the features will be playing a short set and people playing acoustic stuff as well.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Chris. Okay, thank you very much. And here's the features from the compilation X Features. It's Mirror.
1: Ray for Waiheke Radio. Enjoy New Zealand music.
0: Hey, this is Chris and I'm your host on Counting the Beat, Waiheke Radio's monthly look at New Zealand music all on vinyl. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris Orange of the Features. Uh, he's a great guy, uh, bass player, resident here on Waiheke Island, and it was really great to have him in the studio. Talking about the release of X Features, a fantastic compilation from that from band's material from the early 80s, a lot of it originally out on Propeller Records and now re-released on Flying Nun. So this show, uh, apart from that interview with Chris, uh, basically we're looking at some of the things that I think stand out as some of the better releases on vinyl by New Zealand artists during 2016. 112 Records, Uh, they've kind of slowed down their release, they had a lot of releases uh, last year, a couple of releases this year, Uh, but everything they've done I think since they started up has been great, and one record of theirs that really struck me this year Mm -hmm. was from Roy Irwin, it was called Soda, Some Other Dumb asshole, and from that here is Metal Breath. Reduction Agents there with Urban Yard from the Dance Reduction Agents. Their album which was released for or reissued for the first time on vinyl by Little Chief Records this year. There were a number of great reissues this this year. I don't think I'm going to get through all of them. Uh, But yeah, some fantastic things coming out. And some things coming out that were only released on CD originally like that was, the Reduction Agents. Before that, Roy Irwin, Metal Breath from... S O D A, some other dumb asshole, which was out on 112 Records. Uh, up next from Fish Rider Records, The Profit Hens. They had two albums out this year. Uh, the Fish Rider label are currently doing a countdown to their 18th release, which uh, is The Dark Beaks, I think. That should be coming up early next year. Uh, they put out two albums from the Prophet Hens this year. They did, a again, a first time on vinyl uh, release of their first album, which was called Popular People. Uh, and they, at the same time, they put out the second album from the Prophet Hens, The Wonderful Shapes of Backdoor Keys. And I'm going to play from that a track called Drunk in a Park, something, of course, that I was never, ever guilty of myself in my time in Dunedin. To WaiHeke Radio Counting the Beat. I'm Chris Walker and I'm running through some of my favourite New Zealand releases on Vinyl from 2016. That was Ghost Wave. That's a record i just keep coming back to. It just kind of uh, it's got that great kind of I don't know, kind of a psyche but kind of super relaxing kind of feel to it. Um yeah, it's one I've put on a lot around the house the radio is, the record's called Radio Norfolk that song was called If It Was Up To Me before that Marley Marley Nice But No Soul, that goes down as my uh, surprise find of the year, when I walked into the shop didn't know anything about it, you know a lot of this time nowadays it's kind of, oh you know bands are all hyping it up online, we're putting out a record and we're waiting and we're waiting and then it's delayed and it's delayed and you know about everything coming up, but when you walk into a shop and you find a record and you don't know it's coming out, you don't know much about You take a punt on it and it turns out really great. That was that one, Uh, As a Dog Dreams, the album from Marley Marley, the song we heard, Nice But No Soul, and starting off drunk in a park from the wonderful shape of Backdoor Keys from the Prophet Hens from Fish Rider Records in Dunedin. Looking forward to some more from them next year. And speaking of Dunedin, uh, unfortunately this week we had the very sad news that Two Tone Records in North East Valley is to close. It's closing on uh, around mid-January. Two-tone, run by Tony, Uh, he's done a fantastic, one of the most amazing uh, stock ranges of rear New Zealand records I've come across. Not always the cheapest place to buy a record, but um, I've found some real treasures there over the years. In fact... One of my favourite record hunting stories comes from Two Tone. I was in there going through the bins and uh, came across a copy of the Snapper EP, which originally for some reason I only bought, I think I was overseas when it came out, and I bought it on cassette, which was long gone. Uh, Saw it in the bins, pulled it out, and I thought, oh yeah, yeah, I could get that, put it back, see what else he's got, went round, had a look at a few other things, went back. Uh, pulled the Snapper EP out of the bin again, I was standing there with it in my hand, the door opened and Peter Gutteridge from Snapper walked in uh, and I said, Peter, if I buy this, will you sign it? And uh, he did. And so, you know, uh, Two Tone is the kind of place where those kind of things will happen, where you can come back, I mean, I don't get to need him that often, you'll walk in, you know, months, sometimes a year later, Tony remembers you, a great shop, and really sad to see it go. And thanks very much, Tony, for all you've done for us record-buying fiends. Uh, What have we got now? Mothra. So being a show that focuses on vinyl as well as New Zealand music, we need to get into the geekdom of it. And if I was going to pick a record for packaging of the year, this would be decision process from Mothra. They self-released this, 250 copies. Uh, It's... It's, they've done an amazing job of it. It's gatefold sleeve. The first record is a translucent blue. The second record is this kind of smoky grey with a black splodge in the middle. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, kind of heavy instrumental post rock from that album Here's The Window. couple of great post-rock albums that came out this year in new zealand mothra was up first with the window from decision process and then into orbit a two-piece from wellington from their album caverns that was set adrift another fantastic album uh gatefold sleeve on that one as well uh yeah really really great stuff so if i had to pick a record label of the year i mean flying none have done great stuff this year but i think uh I think last year I picked 112 as the record label of Outstanding uh, Conduct during 2015. This year I would say it's Melted Ice Cream. Melted Ice Cream are a label out of Christchurch. They were releasing a lot of stuff through Bandcamp and then on cassettes. They've ventured into vinyl and I've picked up a few things from them that I just think are fantastic. Uh, they put out the Civil Union LP. They put out the Transistors uh what's it called the Jara Brosa whatever uh, 10 inch EP and then they put out this uh, 12 inch EP from the dance asthmatics called called hold on Lifetime of Secretion uh, just recently and this is fantastic I'm going to play the first track from it Liquid Lunch (laughs)
1: Think Just think about, about, about it. it. Just think about think it. At New Mexico in Queens Park. It could, it could. Have handle handle. I'm saying It's painful,
0: pain yes. Yes. The Dance Asthmatics, and uh, that was Liquid Lunch from their LP, Lifetime and Secretion. I highly recommend that. Um, also check out the Civil Union LP, which is out on melted ice cream and the transistors. EP as well. All of those are fantastic. My label of the year on putting out New Zealand vinyl. Uh, Up next we've got the uh, duo made up of brothers Adam and Sam Sherry, a Dead Forest Index. They put out their debut LP earlier this year. Um, I think they might have put out a couple of EPs earlier. And that, which I really want to track down on the strength of this album which I think is an absolute stunner they are coming to New Zealand they're playing two shows one in Auckland on February the 4th and one in Wellington on February the 11th it's a beautiful, beautiful record it's called uh, hold on, let me just bring up the name for you uh, the album's called In All That Drifts From Summit Down and this track is Myth Retraced
5: The same I'm miles in past him.
0: dug it all away uh, the song has a, bit, a lot of resonance when there's all the, the the talk going on around what's going to happen around recovery of the miners from pike river before that a dead forest index with myth retraced from their astounding album and all that drifts from summit down which is out on sergeant house catch them in auckland and wellington in february next year
1: hi this is robert scott from the clean in the bats you're listening to waiki radio
0: Yes you are and this is Counting the Beat. I'm Chris, your host. I bring you a monthly show looking at New Zealand music releases on vinyl and this month, being December, I'm doing a roundup of what I think are some of the best New Zealand music releases on vinyl of 2016 although I haven't got a hope of getting near all of the ones which deserve to be played but this one certainly is one of, I think, the standout albums of the year. Steve Abel, uh, Luck Hope, a long time between albums for this guy. Uh, but And some of these songs actually were recorded a long, long time ago as well. Uh, but finally he's put it together and yeah, fantastic, fantastic record. This is one of the tracks that I really love from it featuring Jolie Holland on vocals along with him. It's Sidewalk Doves.
6: See the of the sea Round New York City See the light shine off the waves in the Coney Bay If you love me If you leave You we are the sidewalk dust In New York City Time goes whistling on its spin It lets you in You wake an autumn leaf And recall the dream I was told You looked for me Amongst the sidewalks
3: The mouth full of sword. We suffer in silence, we suffer in love, a wonderful vision, ordained from above. the water, with the preacher in tow, and despite all these people, we're still alone. Well, take me away.
0: That's the Rus with Lonely River from the At the Hour of Sunset, their self-released EP from earlier in 2016, and Steve Abel's Cyborg Doves with uh, Jolie Holland there from the Luck Hope album, two of the fantastic releases from this year. Uh, I wanted to play a couple of uh, Seven Inches as well, and there's been you know, there's. Nowadays I suppose the 7-inch has reduced in importance in relation to the LP for vinyl releases but it is always really nice when someone puts out something that just sits alone on that 7-inch and isn't included in other releases. So I'm going to finish off with a couple of those uh, yeah, before I do, I just want to say a couple of things. First up, uh, the playlist for tonight's show and all of the other shows and where you can check out what I've been buying, listening, watching, uh, recommending at facebook.com slash countingthebeat. For podcasts and videos, check out countingthebeat.gen, that's G-E-N dot um, I want to thank everyone who's listened in during the year, uh, people from around the world listening into to the show. I really appreciate you checking it out. I'll be back on the third Saturday of January 2017. I'm not quite sure what I'll do there. There's so many of the great releases from this year I haven't been able to fit in. I might do a bit of an overflow, best of 2016 show, or I might just do something completely indulgent. Keep, uh, have a look on that Facebook page for updates here's uh, to take well I, I think a couple to take us out but uh, first up Tiny Ruins with Dreamwave her single which he recorded uh, with David Lynch and come out on Flying Nun Spunk and Belly Union earlier this year
5: you tune out the classroom and spin they call Troubled desert terrain Mirage unfolding Always a dream
0: is Familiar. You've been listening to Counting the Beat on Waiheke Radio.
7: This is